wearing shorts? No, I am wearing shorts. That's yes. true. I assume that's I haven't been wearing way. shorts for a while. Is it because you're worried that all the ladies in town will chase you and you have to fight them off? Pretty much. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that's a thing. If a man like you puts on shorts, you got to wonder. Like, what's he trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> See, either that I'm worried about blinding everyone with my whiteness. <clears throat> Sorry. I haven't, I don't know what it is, but lately I've been drinking like super cold things and it yeah. makes tickles the back of my throat. Hmm. Uh-huh. So like what, what, a little what's this, tickle. What's this? You got me on shorts. What does that mean? Oh, shorts. Well, you you were telling me about like YouTube. Like, don't don't watch the reels or whatever it was. Oh, Instagram because, because you can get stuck as crap. Yes, it's oh like a little crack stuff. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, so you're doing it? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, the other night I was looking at it and I was like, this. I've been on this for like an hour. <laughs> I told you, it is the weirdest time suck. <laughs> Is the weirdest time suck. Because aren't they like limited to how long they can be? They used to be, but not anymore. But not, or, or if they are, I don't know what it is. But, I also don't know but what. Still, th- it's like 20, 20 seconds long, 30 seconds long, well, I don't 10 s- seconds long. I don't understand the algorithm either because like it feeds me these, right? Yeah. As if this is what I want to be seen. Yeah. And when it's usually like has like woodworking ones. Sure. Which is cool because yeah. I like woodworking, you know? Yeah. Has a. Military ones where they show like yeah cool military cool stuff very know? nice very uh, nice and they they uh, I do you know what I do love about it I never get politics mixed in there nice yeah they're I don't know if they're generally averse to politics I mean I've gotten political ones before but I'm just so burnt on it I'm just like you know about the not interested selection right nope okay so you need to know about this because in a hot minute you're gonna get a bunch of whatever twenty one year olds twerking and you're gonna, you're gonna have to hit not interested oh. so. Uh, there's like the three dots next to a video. You just right. click it and the little pop-up menu comes up and hit not interested. Oh, okay. And you do that a few times and, and they'll stop showing you that stuff. So, but the algorithm is, I, I don't know. It's like if you watch it, uh, you know, and don't, and don't skip it. Like you get points. If you, if you watch it multiple times. Wait, I get points? Well, algorithm. I'm, oh, I'm not, like, what? what? I'm going to get, I'm going to be able to use these points to buy <laughs> yeah, a stuffed ca- animal. You, you can catch the points in. Nice. Um, you're actually going to have to account for those points at the pearly gates. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You spent how much time on reels? But I think that, you know, if you forward it, like, oh, he must really like it. If you, uh, if you watch it a million times, he must really like it. Where do you like, forward it? That from? kind of stuff. Oh, Facebook. Oh, dude. The, once you start forwarding, there's no going back. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Dude, there's there's a mail button right next to it. And so you get one that's just hilarious. You hit forward, it pulls up your friends, and you hit friends' names, hit send, and it's gone. And then they get it. You you don't know, maybe you know this, but Instagram has a messenger inside Instagram. Nope, and I'm that. starting to use it Uh-oh. because... Is this what they call DM? Uh, yes. Direct messaging? It yeah. is. Okay. It is. But it's, uh, it's surprisingly effective. And no one, at least I didn't use it before. Uh, because you know we have text and we have whatever else we have, and uh, but now but now that I'm sitting around these memes, hello. Now that I'm sitting around these memes, I'm starting to like use it. <laughs> it's actually it's actually a really competent, maybe the best, a uh, video messenger. It's like better than FaceTime. Okay, so my question is, am I supporting TikTok if I watch a reel? Because mm. it's on a different platform. Are you watching it on Instagram? Instagram or, or YouTube. Yeah, you're not supporting them then. You'd have to be on TikTok, which is actually a thing I've done too because I've heard that their privacy is super, super creepy. Chinese spine on you creepy. Yeah, they're Chinese spice. Yeah, China. And China. 
referring looking, to the nation, not the people, not the ethnicity. Um, yeah. So that's, that's so, so I'm not, yeah, I, I don't go to TikTok and, but yeah. So no, no, you're not. Um, but, uh, but now you can see why when I said, when you, you said a TikTok and I said up way up, their prospects are up because I realized, dude, I'm pouring time into that thing. I have a friend who's actually, um, a colleague from work actually, who, who has a couple hundred thousand followers on TikTok. He makes hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand followers. Wow. And he, he makes, um, like food videos just kind of funny food videos and like the one that he did that super took off was he did like a quick video of like the like the beverage you're drinking and like the the, the amount of sugar that's in it like right. so it's like beverage and a pile of sugar and pile of sugar pile of sugar and that got like i don't know it's probably up to 20 million views or something like that and wow then, so then he's he took off i remember when tiktok was first started um a friend of mine, uh, he started doing ones, and he did some funny. He said some funny stuff. I didn't know anything about TikTok at the time, but he did some really funny things. Like is this one, our mutual friend? Yeah. Okay. Griffin Ross. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. he he goes. Did you see the one where he like filled the entire bathtub up with? Uh, well, no, I didn't see it. I heard about it though. Oh, it is so funny. He goes to Costco. He picks up those industrial size barbecue sauces. He fills up a bathtub. He gets inside of it, and then. Eats chicken dinos by dipping them in the barbecue sauce and eating it. Yeah, he he got like a bunch of views on that thing. <coughs> we have another. We have another. Uh, there's actually a youth in our in our in our in our con- local congregation. It's a a friend of a mutual friend, um, who uh, who's who's like getting TikTok famous for being just like a teenage hottie. It's kind oh, of oh interesting. <laughs> so when Griffin did it, he said they hadn't figured out how to monetize it yet. No, because that's the thing. So my friend got his two hundred thousand followers and his ten million views before they were paying people for content. But now that that's why I that's why I believe that they're going to make it because they started paying people for con- for views now. Right. And that's the thing that everyone realized. Like I don't know if anyone realizes this, but that's the reason the reason that YouTube has so much content and that it's getting better content um is because they pay people for views and so when a video is a hit people get these big checks well if tiktok does that then dude the sky's the limit because those people because the the number of people that are just dying to get famous for dancing and lip syncing is apparently limitless yeah very much so <laughs> right <laughs> so i was watching uh joe uh, listening to joe rogan the other day and it was a guy that's like um his i can't remember who he was but anyway he's like Netflix is finished. And Joe Rogan's like, are you kidding? And he goes, no. And he goes, well, what's your thing? He says, YouTube, TikTok, things like that. It's just like basically people are dumping content on for free. It costs them nothing to do. All they have is a platform for it. And they pay people for it. And uh, at the end of the day, it's going to grow. Dude, I kind of wonder if they're right. Like, I, I seriously wonder. Because ask my son Jonah, what's his favorite show on Netflix? He's like, what's Netflix? Like, he watches YouTube. He does not watch Netflix. And we actually even have a family rule, which sounds ridiculous because you're like, I think you're missing the boat, Randy, because it's a rule about watching more. But I like, after a while, I'm like, okay, you can't watch YouTube anymore. And he's like, why? I'm like, you have to watch a show that has a beginning and a middle and an end. Oh, really? (laughs) That's a rule in our family after a while. Because I'm like, he's like, why? I'm like, because like it, like it's mindless. Like it, like it's barely mindful to watch a show with the beginning, and middle, and end. But right. to watch a show where someone gets hit with a football in the groin, that's like you can't watch that for hours 
and evidently still, like, you can. Well, you can. <laughs> like apparently, we are no different than than monkeys in this regard. You know what I mean? Like so. Do you remember when Mark Reeve had a? He was doing interviews, and we were all like sitting there. I, I'm like when I said I said we. I want everyone to listen. You guys know this. Like I get lost in watching these lip sync joke videos i mean i just do they're funny <laughs> some of them are really funny. super funny like some i like of the to watch this, these this guy's a dancer and he's like he's got long hair and he has like three people that they shove into the frame and they like do these these pop moves <laughs> super cool i don't it's, know i mean like it. it's amazing and like i and i said like i back in the day i started this comedy group when i was in college but if i if i was in college today and i and I'm looking down the barrel of oh, start a comedy group for free and put on shows for no money or make make a hit video and get a check from some rando. I'm pretty sure I'm making the hit video. Like I, you know what I mean. Like so, I think the nation. I think a generation of comedians are gonna come up on this. That's my theory. Sorry. I totally agree with you. You were saying something about about, about our mutual friend Mark. Yeah. Well, don't you remember we had like a, he was talking. He we had an interview where he went through the whole congregation and he's like, "Do you know what the attention span of a goldfish is? You remember this?" No, I don't remember. It's eight seconds. Okay. And like human is like nine. <laughs> the average attention span of a human is like nine seconds. <laughs> so I didn't laugh right away because that joke took 11 seconds. <laughs> and at the nine second they already mark, tuned out. At the nine second mark, I was somewhere else entirely. <laughs> we should have like a clock in here. If we can't get a bit out in nine seconds, it's over. <laughs> Sorry, Randy. <laughs> we'll even stutter too much. You're out. See, I'm looking at so these are all the these are all the TikToks that I've forwarded to Rachel over the last week. And uh and I'm looking at ones I'm gonna show you later. Some good stuff in there. Um, <laughs> I had one the other day I was showing to my wife. It's like she thinks that I'm like uh, not representative of normal husbands. Okay. In the sense that I'm just childish and too masculine you look too good in shorts we established this <laughs> exactly it's like you are too good uh no i'm just too like you know immature i do immature weird things like oh, uh yeah what <laughs> <laughs> so i'm constantly trying to prove to her like i'm normal i'm a serious person no but that's hilarious i mean like have you met any other dudes okay anyway <laughs> she's like you are so weird. <laughs> like, she doesn't like mornings very much. And so like sometimes I hear her stirring and I'll just get like a, a jolt of energy. So I'll do like a double flip onto the uh, double roll on the bed over to her and just look at her and like, good morning. And she's like, you're so weird. But then it turns out there's TikToks of people that do these things. Yes. Yes. We You found your tribe, William. Right. My tribe is out there. And I'm trying to show it's her like, not, look. It's a nine second attention this... span and it's making jokes. Exactly. I'm like, this husband right here, check this out. You ever see the Batman one? He's not reels, but he used to do these Batman things on. Ugh, they were yeah. basically reels. The Bat Dad? Yeah, Bat yeah, yeah. Dad. That was hilarious. He was very funny. <laughs> I remember when YouTube was first out, and there's this guy who's like going around, and he would just he would just like, oh, it's you, and like pretend like he knew someone in the hallway. And it was actually in the hallway at UVU, huh? and like this guy all of a sudden was just as a joke was putting these things up, and before he knew it, he was making so much money, just dropped out of school. Yeah, and then try started traveling around doing the same video in different places. <laughs> I'm like, this is a bit I did in high school as a as a dare. Yeah, I remember one time I was in high school, like we were walking through the mall, and says someone dared me, like I dare you to go up to that girl or whatever, and you know start talking to her. So I'm like, well, I'm going to step this one up, right? So yeah. I go over there, and I'm like, Sally, or I was like, is that you? <laughs> you know, like, and she's like, what? I'm like, is it we? 
where do I know you from? And she'd say, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's so interesting how you can lead people. I'm a, I'm in high oh, school. Yes. Keep going. I, she's I, like, I, I have a, I have a is, bit about this. She's like, is this, she goes, is it, I can't remember what she said. Is it such a, such? yeah. Can you believe that? Did you, have you seen, um, 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 and then she'd be like, Jerry. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen him in forever. Yes. Oh, I saw him last week. I'm like, that's so crazy. I'm like, you look great. <laughs> I mean, how long's it been? She's like, oh, must be, a, you know, I don't know, a year. <laughs> like, I never met this person in my life. Okay. Okay. So I have a bit about this that I read an article that terrifies me. Okay. Here's the article. It was about how um, it's super duper easy to implant memories in people. Okay. And, I, and then I'm like, I don't know. My brain's a steel trap. <laughs> so then I read the article. And I'm like 100%, 1,000% convinced that it's easy to implant memories. And so what, what it is is like, yeah, you get someone talking about their past. Right. You tell them two things that are true about their past. And then you just make a third one up and they their brain will fill in the blanks and make that thing a real thing. Oh, really? Yes. Really. Like, do you remember we had that yellow card? Have you card? tried this? No. Dude, I read, I read it and I, and I thought to myself, I'm like... 1000% I would do this because, because, and here's, and here's how I know I have, um, like I, I connected with some friends from high school. I've been out of high school for a while now. Right. Jeez, right. How old am I? Jeez. Like that's 30 years. <laughs> My 30 year <laughs> high school reunions in July. Jeez. Anyway, so it's been a while. And so, uh, so now I've got, but I have, I've had some friends that, that like went on to marry people from high school years later. Right. right. And they tell me the name and I'm like, I know that person. And then I'm like, they're for sure in my grade. Right. And then I just kind of invent like, no, oh, you did yeah. it to yourself. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Your mind is a still. Yes. No, dude, that's what I'm saying. So then, so then eventually I can't stand it anymore. Climb into the attic, pull out the Randy Davis box, open the yearbook, flip through, find, find the name of the person, look at the picture. I'm like, Oh, that's not, that's not who I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> anyone I knew. <laughs> it's not anyone I knew, right? Oh, dude. So we're frail. So that goes into a rant that I have, which is this. I actually, okay, I, I believe in court, criminal, like I believe wit, man in the street witness statements when it pertains to people that know people. Like right. my uncle swung the axe that killed that guy or dismembered that dude, right? Right. Because you know your uncle and you know right. that guy and you were there. Like, right. I believe that. But like, I saw a man run past me on the streets of New York carrying them, a woman's handbag. Right. Dude, I do not believe those. I mean, I, I believe they saw it, I, but I, I would not. They pick somebody out of a lineup. Man, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Well, if you. Because, uh, dude, have you ever been back to a town that you used to live in that you loved? Right. After like 10 years? Have you ever been there? Yes. Yes. It's. It's the weirdest thing. Like, everything's a different shape than you remember yep, it. Like, yep. oh, that street's shorter yep. than I thought. Oh, this is a, this is a taller building yep. than I thought. Oh, everything's different. You just have to go back to your grade school to you figure that out. You have a cartoon memory of right. those things. Like, why would I believe, like, someone sipping their morning coffee, walking down the street, criminal runs by with a handbag. Why would I believe that that person can remember that person looked like? There's actually a lot of YouTube videos about this. Like, they, they t it's not funny ones, right? Ones that are actually explaining the science behind it. Yeah. Like, witnesses are important in a court case, but you have to have a bunch of other stuff to fill in the in the blanks. So well, that you I don't. hope so. Because this idea, oh, just no, it, it is. It is. And it's actually, they have, a, they have like lots of studies on it. And, and police officers, they tell you, especially detectives, they tell you, like, it's, 
you have to get lots of witness statements and then kind of sift through the commonalities yeah. and then put together a sketch. Of yeah, what I mean, look, if they found a guy in the area that had the same color clothes, like, you know what I mean? No, like, it's even colors they mess up. Like it could be, they could be wearing red and someone said, oh yeah, they went by and it was blue. Yeah. Right? It's, it's actually, no, they pull, no, they, they pull a video and it's like, yeah, you jet, you genuinely have, which actually, and you, you think about it and may, even in your own recall, you know what I mean? Like how many, have you ever had to recall something many, many times? And like, as you recall each moment of it, it starts to fill in details that maybe weren't there before oh yeah no this is what i'm saying i'm saying that i'm very freaked out by this implanted memories thing because it is absolutely true that we are frail is, it, is this the same line as like hypnosis oh i don't know what do you what, what do you mean have you ever watched comedians that are like the yeah, yeah i almost get hypnotized once in a, in, a, in a hypnosis show i won't do it uh because i don't like it feels weird right <laughs> yeah i don't know if it feels weird or not but i don't I don't like the idea of somebody be able to like make me do something. Well, maybe I... Belinda's right. Maybe you are a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> but you see these people like, you know, it's like act like a chicken and they act like a chicken. And like, yeah. what? And like, first you're like, whatever. And then you start to realize like these people have no control over the chicken act here. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's if I'm going to embarrass I, myself. I'll do it my, on my own. I almost got hypnotized. My family was there. And my sister was like, oh, you, because they said that if you paid attention, you could get hypnotized too. And I was like 15. I'm like, I'm doing this. <laughs> so then I was like, totally like on the brink of being super hypnotized. And then my sister's like, oh, you. And she hits me on my back. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm up. Um, You're like, start. No, it's like, it's, it's a little nerve wracking. I mean, like, that's not basically like people like you and me, like we're strong willed. And the idea of handing our will over to someone else is weird. Honestly, that is the number one reason I have never taken a drug alcohol anything yeah. else never and it's because i don't like the idea maybe i'm a control freak i don't yeah. like the idea of not being in control of myself even when i took painkillers for surgeries and stuff like that i don't get it yeah this last surgery i was like oh they gave me i don't know oxycontin or something like that and i'd always heard like this is super addictive and i'm like well at least i gotta figure out what like the big deal is about i hated it i didn't yeah, nothing it, happened except made great. me itch yeah you know, and I'm like, this is stupid. No, like, okay. So early, my, early in my marriage, because my big fear is not that I will make a mistake that I can't live with personally, but that something will happen to me. So like, as I, like we watched some show about, oh, it was the game. It was the Michael Douglas, the game, which by the way, it's a great show. It's a great show. Anyway. Oh, I have watched that. Yeah. Do you know what? One of my seminary students told me to watch it. And oh, she goes, okay. it's something my favorite movie. And I'm like, I watched it just recently. Yeah. This oh, year. okay. All right. Excellent. So there's a scene where he gets blackmailed because he's he has the like compromising photographs with a woman. Right. And but but he was totally drugged and it was totally right. staged, right? And I was like, Rachel, if you ever see compromising pictures of me with another woman, man, or otherwise, it's, right. I have been drugged. drugged. Like I will not do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh because my, my biggest fear is that my, my reputation will be taken from me when I didn't actually do it. Do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm with you there. Anyway. I'm with you there. One of my buddies the other day, was like, we were just talking about, um, we have a client who acts erratically and just really strange about, you know, some some things. And I'm like, I just don't understand. I'm trying to put together why he's erratic, right? One, yeah. minute, one minute he's super, you know, helpful in, in selling his product and the other... He's super not helpful. We never haven't put it together. Well, it turns out he's pretty big in the weed business, <laughs> but he's big on the. He's trying to make it more corporate. Okay, okay. Sure. But there's a major problem 
in the weed business. And that is you can't put the money in the bank. In federally insured banks? In any bank. Okay. Because they're all federally insured. Okay. Even yeah. credit unions. Now, there have been credit unions that say we're going to accept it. But the problem is, is that you have to declare what it is. And if you lie, then the bank is complicit in your lie. Yeah. So the problem, you, you can't put it in federal banks. William explained this to me the other day. Because um, weed is still illegal federally. So Correct. it might be legal in a state, but it's illegal federally. And so, therefore, the feds can come take your money. Correct. So they have this problem, like they have tons of cash. Mm. What do they do with it? How do they do? You know, you can't leverage it. How do you buy? It? How do you That's pay amazing. a mortgage? I mean, it makes it really easy for them to cheat taxes too. Because if there's yeah. if there is no electronic transaction record, I mean, it's pretty easy to put a bag of that in the corner and not pay taxes on it. Yeah, I mean, like the people doing that for your eons. Yeah, but in cash-based business. Anyway, you were saying. So, so the problem with this guy, so he's, but they kind of put it together. We realized that he was constantly in the shortage for money, but he probably, he, but he wasn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. He had money, but he had no way to, to, to monetize that. No way to show you records that he had money? Well, I, yeah, no, and no way to leverage it, no way to turn it into a loan, no way to, you know, and so he was constantly going through this process of, of uh, you know, he was kind of out of control. He had plenty of, cash <laughs> that's least. so weird but it put so it together like one system of society doesn't work for you and just breaks the whole system you it know is, I mean? it's a pretty important part of system if you think about it you think oh i can live off of cash you can how do you grow off of cash though yeah it's no it's, i mean look uh, financing like corporate finance like people that know about big business know that corporate finance is like they think that they are the show like you right. and i think of like disney Right. Uh, they 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 make characters and sing songs and like but there's a whole fleet of people that work at Disney who think of Disney as a giant bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh it's interesting. I I can't I mean yeah it makes sense. I don't know. What do you think about it though? Like what can't, what can't you buy with cash? You ever thought about that? Oh, tons of things. Can you walk into a car dealership with a, with $20,000 in, a, think in, you a, could do in that. a bucket? I think you could can do that. Can you? Yeah, why wouldn't they be? I don't to? know, because like they don't have a cash register. Like there's so many things. <laughs> like who would you give the money Good to? Point. Like yeah. where would they lock it up? Like there's just so many weird. I'm questions. pretty sure you can, because I've heard of people doing it. I remember when I was in, in college, uh, and I was selling pest control, and I was making lots of money for a college student. Yeah, I need to buy a car, and so I'd go into the dealership, and like the the salesman needs to make a quick decision whether you're worth his time or not. Yeah. The great salesman that realized, explains the treatment that I've gotten in a lot of companies. No, it's true. <laughs> and to me, it's like uh, being in sales. I've realized never make that kind of decision. You don't. You you don't just. Oh, a guy drove up a 1972 Ford pickup, and he's looking at a nine. You know, a Corvette or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You make that determination. You're you as a salesman. At least my experience, you're gonna make the wrong one. No, I've heard that too. And I, I told you about my client who's like 100. He's worth probably 100 million, maybe more. And he has 200 classic cars, but they don't look like show cars. He likes to drive them and they break down all the time. So if you like see this guy in like an old Cadillac, right? He loves his <laughs> old Cadillac and he's bat broken down on the side and he has like AAA plus and they come yeah. and pick him up. Well, like the third richest guy in the world, Warren, Warren Buffett. Yeah, he like, drives his old truck and lives in the house. Truck, lives in the same house that he lived in before when yep. he was broke and hasn't replaced things inside. Like, I I saw Bill Gates telling a story in William's presence about how he went to dinner at his house. And he's like, like he has the same table that he had. He's like, and the chairs are broken. Right. And it's like, seriously, man. Like he shook his head. He's like, what are you 
what's the deal there? <laughs> yeah, you can't make that determination. So if you're a car salesman, don't just assume. So my, the story that I had was I was looking for a car. I knew I had money and cash. Uh, I probably didn't have much credit because I was a college student. Yeah. And uh, I needed to buy a car. And the guy blew me off. So I just said, screw him. Went to the next guy. See, the I'm full like, Julia Roberts, big mistake. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Giant. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, so I went and found another. I mean, I bought that car. I think it was like $12,000 in cash. What's the weird? Okay, let's see if we can do this. That's a lot of money, by the way. What are some weird? You say you had this weird client that acted erratically all the time. Like, what are some of the weirdest business transactions you've had in, in your business? Well, I've had a lot of weird experiences, but the the I had a, there's one client that stands out to me Yeah, that was the strangest person i think i've ever met okay no one wanted to deal with him yeah and like he was a lawyer who bought all of his real estate through his wife's name because when he was making money as a lawyer he was suing banks okay so he black got black he got on a blackball list oh so i'm not gonna loan you money <laughs> yeah they wouldn't loan. according to him they you know he was on this list and nobody would loan him money yeah the guy swore the f word every other word I'm like, it was, and most people catch on really quick that I don't cuss. Yeah. So they'll usually clean up their language. Yeah. And I don't have to say, hey, don't do that. And and I don't mess with clients that way. Like if they're going to yeah. talk that way. But this guy would berate me, tell me I'm an idiot, make fun of my religion. Wow. Uh, just a total like real life bigot. Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. He was Jewish. Okay. And I remember he was, he was a bigot towards his own people. Okay. Like of the body of faith or just the nationality? Yeah, well, I mean, to them, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. So, I'm, I'm uh, thinking of our faith. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> oh, then geez. he would, and then he had a son who was gay, <clears throat> who he totally made fun of gay people. Okay. And one day I go, I'm, I shouldn't, I'm not going to say his name, but anyway, so I told him, I said, what, why do you, why do you make fun of, you know, gay people? Your son's gay. And he goes, and he, he says another huge disparaging remark. <laughs> but what I learned from him was, is that it was this giant facade of a-holeness that allowed him to negotiate things in his way because people just backed off. And I was like the only guy in the world, as far as I know, that never did. I never gave him, I'd always challenge him and I'd always tell him, I'm like, you know, you're, you sound like an idiot right now. He's much older than I am yeah. and he had millions and millions and millions of dollars and he, he, you know, he was successful in what he did, but yeah, he was just this, I'm like, how do you get, he, he, he used the N word. He used the K word. He used, if you, if it was a, a word you weren't supposed to use in yeah. describing a nationality or group of people, he used it, called his own son and, uh, a, a, uh, F-A-G, you know, like, yeah. and I'm going, he's your son. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah, but I didn't teach him that. And I'm like, how does your wife put up with this? Cause she, I'd met her many times. She's a sweet person. She's not a rollover. I, I've actually found that sometimes those people are actually super duper sweet to their wives. Was he, was he nice to his wife or not? He was, uh, he was, I was going to say professional. He was polite to his wife. And, yeah. and when I was around her. Yeah. They finally got divorced, oh. and uh, his wife, his wife, 
his wife told her him that if he didn't go on medication, that she was going to divorce him because mm. he was like so erratically strange. Yeah. And uh, one day he was talking to me and just going off about Mormons and, you know, Jews and his son and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm going, and he knows I'm Mormon, right? He knows. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes, uh, and I go, I go, did you take your medicine today? Because I'm pretty sure your wife told you you need to take it every day. And he's like, he just starts laughing. He goes, nah, I st- I've been off that for, for several months now. <laughs> no one would talk to him. I even remember one of my employees called him by accident. Didn't know I was his, that I was a client of his. Yeah. And uh, he go, or he was my client. And they're like, I just talked to this guy. He told me to F off and blah, blah, blah. And then go talk to William. He'll tell you who I am. <laughs> I could just totally got cussed out. He walked to my office. I'm like, hey, this your client just cussed me out. <laughs> Dude, I so uh I used to work in independent film and 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 film is where people, you know, it's not a super easy business model. I've heard this about restaurants too, like that, like you do that because you have a dream, right? Like, and a hope and a desire and a, yeah, create, a dream and a creative idea. So like it, it transacts in hopes and dreams. And it and because I worked in a kind of a narrow niche of independent film. You know, it was odds are you're gonna fail. Like, you, right? Odds are you're gonna fail. Like, right. Every once in a while, someone comes in, because because you need not just the good idea, but you need the good idea, and you need a proper understanding of the business model. And hopes and dreams rarely aligns with a proper idea of a business model. And, right. and you know, it, so we had, we had the occasional super crazy experience there. Like there there was one time that a, a filmmaker, like we actually liked his film. We thought it was fun. And and it was fun, um, but and, and we worked with him to try and dial it up and polish it up and try and get it to be worthy of going to theaters because people have a certain expectation of what can be in a theater. You know right. what I mean? And after weeks or months of us doing that, the, the film got much better, but it still didn't like. Then we did like a focus group, and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and we're like, "Uh." So we didn't fool anybody, basically, right? So we had, we we after spending that time we had we had a telefilmer hey man we can't afford to take this out because it's not going to work and uh, we're so sorry and you know we hope oh we, no we, so we, but you were on the distribution side yeah we we're distributors okay so we just had we after spending time stoking his hopes you know what right. I mean you had to dash and, them yeah we had to dash them which, which totally sucks I actually had to do that with somebody else once that was was a super rational person they were also disappointed but this is not a rational person and. He called and left. It was like a nine or fifteen minute voicemail. What? Um, and it was the cr- it was crazy. <laughs> it was we we called people in. We're like, dude, you got to listen to this. Like, and like, were we laughing? We kind of even were la- it was almost crazier than that. It was right. like, uh, I I feel I'm embarrassed to laugh. I, I'd sooner laugh in the face of a of a person mumbling to himself in the street. It was that kind right. of voicemail. But it was like. Like you're wrong, and I'm going to be huge. And when I'm huge, I will bury you. <laughs> like all this crazy. I mean, like what is going on? Like, He's like, I'm burning your bridge. He burned all the bridges, and and uh, and you know, I later found out that he did in fact struggle with some of the things that might make a person do that. Right. And so I, I you know, I'm not naming names and I'm, and, 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 uh, and I, I have, I have talked to him in a friendly way before and since, but, uh, it was some weird, did, did, I, he, okay. did he make it? Uh, he did do some work. Uh, he, he, he did a couple of acting roles in subsequent films. He has a nice on-screen presence and, uh, he has some talent. 
but he but he has this he has he has some personal difficulties. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah, and this is always a flubber, or, you know, flabbergasted me, right? Yeah. B- because it's so hard to make money in entertainment. Yeah. Why is there so much garbage that's produced? I don't get it. Like. Do you eventually well, make like, back your like, money? Or? There's not a lot of garbage produced by studios uh, anymore. There used to be, so there used to be ranges of film. There used to be like, oh, this is a small film. Make this for under $10 million. This is a, this is a $10 million film, but we got a couple of huge actors. Let's make it for $30 million. And then it was like, this is a gigantic movie blockbuster that's going to have superheroes and explosions. We'll spend between 100 and $200 million, right? But lately, all we get is, $200 million epic superhero movies. Right. And highly overpriced, super, super big, big, not superhero movies. Like $100 million has every actor you've ever seen in it mob movie or something like that. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Like there's almost, there's there's no $10 million movies made by studios. And there's hardly any $20 million movies made by studios. You know what I mean? Right. And so... um, so there's there's fewer stinkers, but there's just fewer films. Like you're you're like, how could that be that there's fewer stinkers? I'm like, no, no, no. There's just fewer films. So if you're seeing, uh, so so what? But what there is now there's this third thing. Film costs of making movies have gone down so much. Like literally, I have the te- I have enough resolution in my iPhone camera to make a movie to be broadcast on the big screen. Right. So cost th- that that regular people now can raise five million dollars from friends and family. And and make a movie, and you can get a star to be in that movie if the script's good or something like that, or if they're just really hungry. You know what I mean? And and so you might be seeing a movie. You're like, well, if it has that star, for sure it was made by a studio. I'm like, no, no, man. Like that could literally just be a straight up indie movie. I saw this this one movie. Who was the woman in it? Who's that woman? That super beautiful actress from us. I'm sorry, uh, model from Australia. L. L. McPherson. Okay. Okay. So. So I learned this because I, I worked in independent film long enough that I'm like, I, I, I'm watching this movie and it's like a New York edgy rom-com. So it's like people are flirting and getting together and maybe the heroes are going to get together in the end. Um, but there's a little bit punchier dialogue, a little bit meaner than normal because it was kind of a New York thing, right? Right. So I'm watching this and, <laughs> and then I'm like, we're like 20 minutes into it and the guy that's supposed to be getting with L McPherson that L McPherson is just bedazzled by is not at all bedazzling <laughs> and I'm like and I pause the show and I turn to Rachel and I'm like that guy's the producer of the show <laughs> was I'm he like, I'm like that guy for sure is the producer of the show like mark my words and then we fast forward to the credits in fact, that guy was the producer You're of the kidding. show. I'm not kidding. Oh, so he like basically bought a super expensive date with El McPherson. Well, yeah, no, like he, trying to show the world that he could be this art, artistic actor. I mean, he's the writer director too. But my point is, he thinks of himself as the romantic opposite of El McPherson. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so you can see that, that. But sometimes that works though. Like sometimes that works. Like Ed Burns, basically, he was trying to be. Is it Ed Burns? Like. I'm I'm, go, I'm pretty sure it's Ed Burns. He was trying to be Ed Burns. Um, Ed Burns is uh, is a writer and director and actor. Wait, is that the guy that they um, wrote? The a, brothers wasn't the was brothers it? McMullen was his breakout movie. That was funny, by the way. We're all like 
Good thing this is fresh frozen. We can actually yeah, yeah. edit ourselves as it, we look. Is it Ed Burns? Um, Brother McMullen, Irish Catholic. Yeah. It's Ed Burns. So, so this guy was trying to be Ed Burns, right? He's trying to be like the voice of New York. And Ed Burns kind of has like this, like a kind of like a rough, regular guy look about him. And um, and he actually did do this. Like he he made an indie film with punchy New York dialogue that broke him into the film industry. And he Ed Burns would look fine alongside El McPherson. Um, not because he's as pretty yeah, he's as good she looking is. guy, yeah. Not because he's as pretty as she is, but because he carries himself like a leading man. <laughs> this other guy was like, nope, <laughs> not that guy. His middle name is Fitzgerald. So when you see, okay, so like. And you, but you think that there's like a high bar on 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 Amazon streaming or on Netflix or whatever, dude. Almost all of those like of, of those dramas where that has like one or two stars, but you don't recognize those aren't made by studios, man. Those are made by people making indie films. And I know this because just last night, uh, a film uh, that was distributed by one of my friends, like came up on on Amazon Prime, and I'm like. Uh, is this and then and then we click through and I'm like his name's there in the little description. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is it. That's that. Is this not the witness one? That uh, no, that one's in theaters coming next week. Didn't you? Do, you did the witness is the one you did the. Uh, I did the trailer for, right? on. I'm actually hosting the. Okay, so for friends in 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 our area, we're having a screening on on Monday and Tuesday of next week. So one of the <laughs> actors from here too, right? Uh, with one of the actors from here and, and another actor from LA, and I'm hosting the Q and A. So I will be I will be the. <laughs> I'll be the MC. Nice. Of yeah, that's happening. Anyway, Did you like so that's how many bad movies that's how bad movies get made. El McPherson, by the way, is 57 years old. That's a lot of numbers. Dude, I you know, she's like, a lot I, older than I thought she was. It's it's almost there's some there's some people that are built to look like drawings. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She is and, one and, of them for sure. And in real life, you see them and you're like, how does how do those legs sustain like the weight of a human person? Like she, she looks like a drawing. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, she's beautiful. I've actually run into several like uh, actresses that are quite beautiful on screen. And then I saw them like in person. I'm like, mm. that goes both ways. I actually, there's this one actress that I, I saw on screen and she was fine. She's like, yeah, she's pretty. But in real life. She's even better. Just, I, I was at a group dinner. <laughs> And I'm not like talking to her or flirting with her or anything. I'm right. just just sitting there. Right. And I've seen Randy. Like, how do you not stare at this person? Like she's that pretty in real life. It was the craziest thing. Well, isn't that don't don't she's they call that too. screen like how how the how they capture the screen or something like that in the yeah. movie business? Yeah, I mean, like you can actually even kind of quantify it. There's so, it's like like they have gigantic eyes, like literally, like physically gigantic eyes. All right. And um and and then and other like the, there's a reason that people like, um, I mean, like there's some actresses that age great, like really well and some that don't. And the ones that don't are the ones that are shaped kind of like regular people because regular people age a certain way. Right. Right. But these like super skinny people with jutting cheekbones and jutting chins and big eyes can fake the look of pretty on screen longer because that's the look of pretty on screen. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. So, um, anyway. so they're like, oh, you have great cheekbones. That's what they mean. Yeah. I mean, look. Interesting. Yeah. There's a reason I'm not a leading man. I have a good chin, though. Dude, and Some you people... should see this guy in shorts. I mean, it's <laughs> hot in here. <laughs> Woo! Is it hot in here? Oh, <laughs> uh, brother. Dude, one of the craziest experiences. I'm, I'm going to name names for this one. Okay. One of the craziest experiences I've ever had. 
because I was a young man. <clears throat> I don't know, was it my late 20s or maybe early 30s? I was running the film distribution business called Excel Entertainment. And we had a movie and, and notorious, I guess now billionaires at the time, 100 millionaires, uh, the Larry Miller family. They own the Utah Jazz. Right. They're big business Owned. people. They big business sold. people in Utah. Um, they they financed a very expensive uh, a suite of films um, and and uh, and then tried to make money at them. And they, 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 they were just really expensive and it's a small market and we didn't make a ton of money with them. Um, so uh, the company I worked for distributed the first one and there was there were three and um and they and they were dissatisfied with the results of the first one and so they so they they took their they took they they stole a couple of our key employees and went and started their own distribution company to distribute the second one right and um it was kind of a big deal and we we're all freaked out by it and so uh when 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 the the head of our company got recruited by them to go start the other thing i was made the head of the company and so i moved into this to the office and uh and my first job was like save this company because your key product just got stolen <laughs> and uh impossible task exactly that's it um but <laughs> so one of the things that we had done this is a boring part of the story let me just tell you the funny part of the story so months into this exercise a my my phone rings and i hear a voice clearly reading my name off of a piece of paper right <laughs> it's hello it's is randy. this randy davis and I'm like, yes, Randy, this is Larry Miller. And I'm just calling to tell you that you have made yourself my enemy. No way. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> and he's like, and he repeated his thing. And I'm like, what? Now, what did I do? And then he explained his grievance, right? <laughs> so this, is, this goes into a question I have for you. Wait, what's the grievance? So you can't just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. When we were distributing his stuff, he asked for this really detailed report every week. And we explained to him, oh, we have really detailed reports, but we report differently this way. And we've set up our automated systems to report that way. And if you could just start reading the report this way, you'd be better off. It's like, no, 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 I want it this way. I'm like, okay, well, that's, I mean. It's not possible. So we, and he's like, yeah, no, I want it. I'm like, and, and, and this is his people, by the way, at this point. His people right. tell me he wants it that way. I'm like, like well, uh, do you want us to hire someone? Yeah, go ahead and hire someone. Okay. Will you pay? For, yeah, we'll pay for that. Okay. So we hire a person, literally, to make special fancy reports. And they oh, weren't yeah. even better reports, by the way. That's the thing that's funny. Is our automated reports are actually excellent. Right. And the proper way to read things. But he had he'd built his business reading things a certain way and wants it to match. So he built it to match. So when he took his business away, I told those guys, I'm like, look, guys, uh, we can't keep paying for the fancy reports because we, we did that against the bet that we were going to have all three of these movies. Right. And they're like, oh. Uh, yeah, we need the fancy reports. I'm like, well, no. And they're like, well, maybe you might still get those movies. Maybe we're just going to set up a, a consulting shell and we still want to hire you to do the work. I'm like, okay, so maybe we get them. Yeah, maybe you get them. Okay, so I'll leave the fancy reports in place. Yeah, so I left them in place for a while. And then the, like the day after, <laughs> like they're like, big announcement, we're going to distribute our own movie. I'm like, okay, hey, fancy report person, you've been great, you're you're fired. <laughs> and I and I, I shut it down, right? Right. So this phone call was about okay. The fancy report. The fancy reports. It's like you've made me so then I the, so then I explained myself reasonably to Larry. I'm like, Larry, we're still giving you everything that we promised to give you when we signed that deal. And I'm not gonna stop distributing this movie for you. We're doing we're doing great work, but I can't afford to spend extra 
when you've said on TV that you're my competitor and like, I'm sorry, like, do you want to pay for, you want to pay for those reports? If you want to pay for those reports, I'll keep that person. And then, and then it was fine when we were fine. So you're no longer Larry, I, I was Larry no longer Miller's enemy. And in fact, this, this story has, this is actually probably my greatest, my finest hour in business. So then I go to, because I'm going to tell a longer story. So then I go and I have to report to the board of directors of not our parent company, but our parent parent company. Right. Oh, no, no. It was our, it was just our company. So I'm, I'm talking to the board of directors of Deseret Media Corp. Right. And, um, and they're all like, so Larry started his own thing. I'm like, yeah. And, and, and they're like, wow, it's tough. Cause so one of the guys on the board was, was, was himself a car dealer. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm in a business where I've underestimated Larry Miller before. <laughs> and uh, this is really bad news. This, this is really, really bad news. And I didn't know what was happening. And I'm like, it was my first time. I don't report to the board all that right. often. And, um, and, and I'm like, <laughs> this is my finest hour, dude. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I, I think I let something go that I shouldn't let go. So I'm going to say this very clearly in case you didn't understand. We're better than those guys. The talent stayed in our company. We're going to defeat them. And we're going to take that movie back. <laughs> He's like, well, I, I hope you're right. I'm like, you'll see that I am. <laughs> so they went and distributed one movie. Right. We went and, then, and I went like by myself with my little backpack into the Larry Miller's giant office up to his giant suite with his giant like fleet of lieutenants. And I got that movie back. You did? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It was my Because I was my, my thought was like it After doesn't I seem like I was I was the guy that got his movie back. Well the, the, it was I mean, that's not an easy thing to do, just go start your own distribution company. There's so much nuance and relationship that goes well, into that. He took some people that were talented. Look, he took the head of our company. I mean, right. They didn't have no talent. And I actually like those people still. And if they're for some weird reason are listening to this, I love you guys. But uh, <laughs> but it wasn't like I actually I actually gave a pep talk to our team. I'm like People have left this company to start another company. We are better than them. <laughs> like, if, it, if it's about playing together, we'll play together. If it's about there can only be one, we will win. Like, stay with us. We're the winners. Right. <laughs> and they did. And we won. Nice. <laughs> it was good. But the weird part, though, that you are, you are my enemy. I want to I dovetail this into a thing. Have you ever done business with or been in business with or, or have you occasionally been a person that cannot hold their smoke in front of powerful and rich people? No. Yeah, I have. I can't. I, <laughs> I've never. I mean, have I bombed a meeting before? Mm, probably. But sure. do, uh, I've never been someone that gets nervous. At getting, I, Donald Sterling, for instance. He Donald Sterling's probably. Oh, he's the former he's owner a, of the Clippers. Yeah, he, he way more powerful in the real estate world than he ever was in basketball. Sure, yeah. But uh, he he owns a lot of stuff, and it just you know that corporation try they 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 do the same kind of thing, right? They so he and... his building that he his office is in is completely empty except for him. Really? And, yeah, and he's on the top floor in Beverly Hills, right off Rodeo Drive, and the building's been empty ever since he owned he, when, when he bought it. He emptied it. So you go in and it doesn't make any sense. It's actually really re re great, you know, glass make retail. You climb the stairs when you go visit him? Like, no, <laughs> you go <laughs> in and then like he, he's, he's in this huge room on a pedestal and then like he, with this ginormous, you know, desk, just kind of like he do with his lieutenants, but he doesn't think he needs lieutenants. And he just had the guys just, he likes to be, you know, worshiped. 
kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm not that guy. I've never been that guy. I've been into several clients that want that. And it's just not my thing. Yeah. So I've realized there is one group of people that I don't get along with and I can't, I can't do business with. And it's, I call it the frat mentality. The guys that are like, you make, you make your deals at the strip clubs or at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. I I've never been able to connect with that. Yeah. And I've never even tried to go to the bars or anything like that. It's, it's just that it's just not, it's just not a person I understand very well who, you know, talks about cheating on his wife, uh, or talks about his conquests and drinks a lot. It's just, just not a person, you know, and then laughs and wants to talk about debate sports. It's just not something that I've been good with. Fortunately, in my business, there are a significant amount of people that do do that kind of stuff in, in the sense that they do business that way. But most people, they want results. And we've been pretty good at producing that. So I asked this because in that whole deal, the only reason that Larry Miller thought I was my enemy, I was thought I was his enemy right was because his whole team was built of that 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 other distri- distribution company and the filmmakers they were all total suck-ups they would just like just give just, just give whatever he wants just don't look him in the eye they right. wouldn't talk to him like a regular person because I talked to him like a regular person for three minutes and suddenly I wasn't his enemy anymore so no, someone told him someone didn't tell him like he, he literally said on the call he's like no one told me that that's that's what was happening with these reports I'm like I, I'm sorry that your people don't tell you stuff. But the, no one told them about the weird way we're doing reports. No one told them that it was costing us a bunch of money. No one told them that we couldn't afford to keep doing it. Like, all you had to do is tell him three things, and he was he was cool. Right. But but he, but his team was all just like, oh, just oh, please. And and then there were people on my team. There's a guy that I worked for in that in that space who I will not name because he's a good dude and God bless him. But dude, he would crap his pants every time we'd go meet with him. And just act like a buffoon, <laughs> and, and it was it put me in a really weird spot because when it, I'm like I'm gonna go win I'm like what do you what do you have in the books I'm like well next month I've got scheduled to go into Larry Miller's place and win that business back and he's like do you want me to come with you <laughs> and I'm in no. a weird spot because I'm like bro you lost this business before yeah. and he's told me things about you when you're not around that says you should not go with me right and so I had to I'm in the weird spot where I told my boss I'm like I think. I think I got it. I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm better off. <laughs> How do you tell your boss that? Cause my boss is smart. Right. And he knew what that meant. And it was a really awkward situation to be in to tell your boss. Nah, I mean, I mean, I'll, I, I, I think I can represent you better when you're not around than when you're there because you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I fumbled through some explanation. I have, I have, I have a, uh, like I've always been able to give that hard information but it's always because I'm an outsider. I was talking to someone recently. It was like, uh, he just been promoted in his business and he was talking about like, this guy is the greatest guy. Right. I mean, yeah. and he's really easy to work for and work and with, cause I've, yeah. I've done it in outside of a business scenario and you know, he's not going to be different. Right. Yeah. And he's just, he's that guy that can go into a board meeting and not talk. Not okay. because he's not powerful, not because he doesn't have an idea, but it's just because he knows when to talk and when not to talk. I've had a hard time in my life not holding back the truth, right? And in some instances, yeah, that's you and me share that characteristic. Yeah, in, in some, some instances, instances, it's great. Just keep right. your mouth shut. I remember I walked fine. into. Uh, <laughs> they asked me to do a, cl- a client asked me to do this um, 
evaluation of their of their property. And I went down and did the evaluation of the property. And I realized they were, ma- it was during the downturn and they were majorly upside down and it was bleeding, like hemorrhaging money. And I could see what, what happened and what was wrong. And I also could see where it was going. Yeah. So I went into the guy and it was a, lo- a, a lower level guy that had asked me to do this. And I went into him and I told him, and he's like, I need you to tell this to the CEO. I'm like, all right. So I went into the CEO guy, guy actually I knew from before I got into the business. Okay. Right. So, and I think in a way that, that, that was worse because I was a kid. He he knew kind of thing A kid back in the day. Yeah. And uh, so here I am in front of him and I said, well, here's what the valuation of the property is. And here's my, here's my advice. My advice is to sell it today, short sell it, take your losses because the losses are going to get bigger. And right now you have leverage with the bank to get rid of your personal guarantees on the loans uh, and and write those off as they down as they write them off. Right. Yeah. And he's like, uh, <laughs> and I go, well, you know, you have any questions? He goes, no. So I left. I get a call from the guy that had hired me originally to do this yeah. or asked me to do it. I didn't get hired. But and uh, he says. I've never seen anyone talk to him that way. And I'm like, why? What happened? He goes, well, you know, it's exactly what you needed to say. And I'm like, okay. And he didn't listen to me. And the entire, the entire business, not just the dot one property, the entire business collapsed because of it. Oh, wow. Because it just got more and more. I have one other story. that was really funny. I, I sold a, I sold a deal to a, comp, a large wait, wait, I thought you were taking that off to be like, sometimes you don't know when to keep your mouth shut. It sounds well, like it does. But in those cases, I'm an outsider. Right. Yeah. But well, I, I don't have to play politics. Yeah. Right. I don't he's not my client in the sense that he's paying yeah. me. And so I, I've had this weird thing. You, you, you're going to tell the story. And I want you, and I want you to. But I've had this weird thing in, 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 in politics. So I, I worked I worked at Disney for a long time where people use you as the heavy. Like you have to learn when you're young. People are like, oh, yeah, you should go in that room and say that. And they use you to take all the hits. Yeah. And, and then they come in afterwards. In, that actually happened to me in the film business. There's just there's this one filmmaker who won't work with me. Because the, the producers are like, I need you to go in and I need you to talk to him about this and this and hit it really hard. I'm like, okay. So, so I went in there, I did it for him. And he just, he's like, I hate that guy. Like he won't talk to me anymore. It's like, right. <laughs> it's really funny. And it, 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 sometimes that happens and other times they're like, you know, like in the Larry yeah. Miller, it's like, oh yeah, this guy's so great because out. he told me the truth. Yeah. We know that, uh, that friend of ours that works for Elon Musk. Yeah. I asked him, I said, what, what's, what's it like around him? And he says, well, there's a lot of sycophants, you know, just, yeah. Oh, what does he want? And they're all worshiping Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is a, you know, he's a genius, right? Yeah. He has great ideas. He's had some bad ideas, but at the end of the day, he's he's not afraid to try. Right. Right. So, and I said, so what's it like? And he goes, well, what I learned was he really values someone that, that, uh, is, would Just give honest. him the, the honest truth. Right. And, and so. Cause how else can you. Yeah. He valued it? criticism by another one guy, another famous guy, Steve Jobs. He valued criticism because, yeah. and that's, and that's how he gave well, it out. No, that's how he gave it out too. Okay. He was like he he would criticize people's work and they took it as he's a tyrant, horrible person. Well, the truth is he built probably the greatest tech manufacturing company that's ever been built. Yeah. And uh, the and the design, the the, the compact, all that yeah. stuff. So, anyway, my so my story, so I get I get this guy um uh we sell it to it's a really large corporation out of Texas, right? And they're they're buying this property, and they get stuck on a certain a, a rent control law. Yeah, in Los Angeles, right? So, I get the the 
the guy that I'm working with is they're low level nest, you know, they're they're not they're not high level people, right? They're they're analysts slash finance guys that are looking at this. And he goes, Hey, we have a problem. We need you to talk to our lawyer. I'm like, okay. So I talked to the lawyer. Well, I had found out who he was, you know. It turns out he had been like play of the game or something like that had happened on Sports Center because he was and and he was in it because he was uh he he's like a season ticket holder for the uh the Tex Texas Rangers. Okay. And so he had caught a ball or something like that. And so I opened up the conversation like, hey, saw you on TV, you know, on the highlights and da da da. And like this guy, nothing. Zero. Right. He did not respond at all. Oh, by the way, I, I do find that hard to, you know, people that just don't respond to anything like personal. Yeah. Like, oh, your kids are up there. Those are really cute kids. How many kids do you have? And he goes, you know, they won't respond kind of thing. Like, <laughs> why do you have them out then? Yeah. So this guy's like, ah, and he doesn't get into it at all. And then he goes into like this big law- lawyer explanation of why they have a real problem. They can't, they can't close the deal, blah, blah. Right. And I finally asked him, I said, well, I don't know if you're aware, but this is a city ordinance and it's not, you know, you've, you've hired a lawyer to consult with you, um, out of California that's in San Francisco. And he goes, well, I don't think you're aware that a law license is issued by the state. And I'm like, well, maybe you should hire a lawyer in LA because what you're explaining is not what this means. Here's what it means. And then I even gave him case law because it's stuff we'd always known, you know? Yeah. And he goes, well, that's very interesting, but our consultants say no. And I says, maybe you need a new consultant. And that was like how I talked to the guy, just just yeah. like that. I was not, you know, and so they hung up. And the uh, all of a sudden, I hear this laughing. I was still on the conference call, right? Oh. And the lawyer's off. And now it's the client and me. And they're laughing. I'm like, what's wrong? He goes, we've never heard anyone say anything like that to that lawyer. He is, he rules the roost. Everything he does, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, he was wrong. And he goes, ah, no one's ever told him that. (laughs) (laughs) Next day, they had hired another firm out of Los Angeles. They confirmed exactly what I said. And they went forward with the purchase. Nice. Yeah. So it was a big win. But I always love it when they're like, you can't say, oh, yes, but I don't. Where did you get your law degree? He asked me that. I, I will say this. In defense of people that surround themselves with sycophants, I have found also that the more important you get and the more serious you get, the more people that there are um, who who are just wanted, want to see you fail for no reason. And so it gets exhausting to always be fighting all the time. And I do I do understand the need to have a, a, a confidant that you can blow off steam with that'll just be like, you're right. right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Right. But if you build a business that way, you are so screwed. Yeah. You, you really so are screwed. because you really only have one vision that comes back to you. Unless yeah. your vision is just like, you know, that great. Yeah. Speaking Which in our vision, case, it's just that great. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. like, I'm just glad that I'm never wrong. I mean, how hard would that be? Right. If I was, if right? I had to go through life being wrong sometimes, I mean. Oh, I mean, I don't know what I do. Those poor suckers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know all the answers. It's going to be uh, a sunny, beautiful day. In the hundred. In the hundred. Okay. It's going to be super hot. But it's going to be a great day. I got a good feeling about today. I like today. I like today, too. And this has been another scintillating episode. Ooh, scintillating. Of the Waystation Podcast. I'm Randy. I'm William. Have a great day.